I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and today in our worship service number 262 from Odessa, Texas, focus on the positive. This is the message of this morning, October 31st, 2021. Worship service 262. Before I get there, I want to invite you to download the bulletin. You can do it by going to the website, thechurch.us. Look for the tab bulletins, and then you will find the date. Download it. The other option is, as you see on the screen here, this big QR code. Grab your phone, point towards the QR code, and then let the phone take you to have access to our bulletin of today. Thank you so much for your support. What we do here in Victory Church is possible thanks to your contributions. So what are your options to support our ministry? You can go to the website, dchurch.us forward slash give. The other option is very simple as well. Simply, you send a text message. The number is 432-268-0007. We thank you especially to our beautiful church members for what you do, helping us reaching out to the world through this. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs you were singing. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work on the IT. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. The last day of October, we are getting closer and closer to Christmas, and you are excited. I know I am excited. I'm excited every day because the Lord wants us to focus on the positive. What if you read with me this beautiful passage of the scripture? Hebrews chapter 12, verse, verse 2, section 8. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith, and he is the one who makes what? Our faith complete. He is the one, my friend. That is why today that we are going to talk about focusing on the positive is not just anything positive. You know, a lot of people can focus on positive things like the sun is shining. Good deal. You know, uh, my children are okay. Well, that's a good thing too. But the most important thing that we need to focus, according with the scripture, is on the Lord Jesus. And why is that important? Because he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one that created all. He is the one who saves us. He is the one who is for us all the time. Our Savior, our Lord. Thanks to him, we are alive. Thanks to him, we have hope. Thanks to him, we can move, we can speak, we can listen, we can eat. It's all thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some people don't know anything about him or reject Jesus just because they think it's religion. They don't even know what, why they are so against the Lord Jesus. Let me guide you today to discover fundamental truths that will help you understand much better why we Christians focus on the positive. So let me ask you this. Don't you think that sometimes we can't see clearly? Like, for instance, here, we have this beautiful picture, and we see the, the leaves on the tree, right? It's pretty. And we know there is someone there. We have the idea that there is a guy. Does he have a backpack? Or it's just his coat. 
Quite often, we find ourselves in situations where we simply cannot see things clearly. You know, friends? Simply, we can't. So, what is what you see right now? This illustration that for years and years, all of us have seen, and people have confronted us, actually, with this question. What do you see with the glass that is filled only half of it? You know the answer. There are two ways to see the problem, right? Some people say, well, you know, it's a half full glass of water. Other people say, no, 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 no. That, that's half empty. It's almost empty. <laughs> you know, sometimes we say things like, well, um, 50 miles is a long, a long drive, you know, to go to that place. Other times we say, well, 50 miles is nothing. So it all depends on the perspective of the situation. What is exactly what we see? What do you see, my friend, when you are in the midst of different situations? What is what you see? Because the truth is sometimes we are not too positive. Sometimes we see things like it's the end of the world. A little tiny thing. We just enhance that thing. It's an exaggeration of the problem. Don't you feel that sometimes is what we do? I feel that sometimes I exaggerate the thing. You know, maybe it was not that serious. But my reaction, my first instinct was to see that like as a crucial thing. A huge problem. You know, so that's why I'm asking you in the midst of your situations, what is what do you see? Let me tell you that there are different kinds of people in reference to situations and problems in life. The number one is the complainer. The complainer is the kind of person that is, is, has always something to say that is not positive. The complainer is the classic person going to a place and immediately start to see what's wrong with this place. The complainer is the kind of person that is listening to some song and immediately says something negative about the song. The complainer is the person that was invited to get together and as soon as arrives is going to say something about the driving, something about the place. Something about the traffic. The complainer is the person that also will say negative things about the weather, about his bed, about her house, about his family, about their jobs. Complaining, complaining. Is that you? I'm asking. I'm not accusing you of anything, okay? I'm asking. Are you a complainer? Because some people are professional complainers. Oh, yes, they are professional for that. Now, the other uh, kind of person that you see when things are not okay with them, or from their perspective, things are not good, is the one that we call the passive-aggressive person. You know? is the one that is it, not going to complain because, for instance, is working for somebody, and the person will not complain because 
he says, I don't want to lose my job. I will tell my boss whatever he wants to hear, you know. But being passive aggressive, this person will go in a negative way to do whatever he was told to do. Other scenario is in the family, it's in the house. Somebody says, what if you help us with this? So the person thinks, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say no. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to complain because I know the retaliation will come, come immediately if I complain. So I won't say anything. So but how this person gets up to do that task very slowly. You know, and it doesn't say much, but you can tell, you can sense the hostility, the animosity, because this person is forced to do something and cannot see the positive on that. Someone can say, well, but what is the positive on driving somewhere and there is a lot of traffic? Tell me what's the positive of that on that? But the positive is not the driving on the traffic itself. It's that you are going somewhere and you need to focus on the positive of being with your family or your friends. For instance, the positive is that you don't have to walk. You have a vehicle. You need to see the good things in life. When you are focused on the Lord Jesus, suddenly you will start to see things with a different perspective. From a different perspective, you know, with a different glass. You will stop complaining. And you will not be passive-aggressive, trying to retaliate because you are being told to do something, you know. But also you have the, the person that is always daydreaming, right? Idealistic, we say. I, I must confess, I think sometimes I cross the line on that because I just want to believe so much in the goodness of people. Especially there is when I get in trouble and I get caught because I trusted in that person, in that family, and boom, surprise, surprise. Many of my friends, especially in the church, some of my leaders in the church, some of my close friends, they periodically say to me to go slowly by giving to many things perhaps to somebody or being so openly friendly to some other people because they say, you know, you, you don't know what's in the head of others. And you know what? It's true. But uh, sometimes we just can't help ourselves, right? By nature, we are just, let's say, complainers. And there is a reason, for instance, in the case of the complainer, one is because those individuals, believe it or not, have the ability to see the potential danger in each situation. The, the one that is idealistic, like myself, it's not that intentionally we want to get in trouble with others taking advantage of us. Simply is that by nature, we, we just have good faith in others. <laughs> you see? And the same thing happens with uh, the one that is passive-aggressive. It's their nature. So what we need to do is to learn how to handle our own nature and not make that mistake. Now, on the other hand, you have the one that is totally delusional. 
is that individual that cannot see the wrong thing at all. At all. Individuals that invest in business once and they fail, twice and they fail, three, five, ten different companies, all of them have failed. There is no success at all. Example. And of course, each one of those cases, it was not his money. It was somebody else's money. Other times is with relationships. Always the other person, the girl, if it's a guy dating girls, right? He says, all these girls are just not nice. They cannot appreciate me, the guy says. Or it could be a girl that never can get a wonderful guy, she says, because all guys are terrible. She says, that's being delusional. The person that cannot find a good employer. The entrepreneur that cannot find a good employee. <laughs> the customer that cannot find a good supplier. Never. It's impossible. Delusional is precisely when you deny the reality. The truth, that's wrong. And of course, you have the other kind of person, which is the abuser of people of good faith. And you find them everywhere all the time. They see the, the glass with water as an opportunity. You know, they always see that glass of water, that situation, always as an opportunity because they know someone is, is a person of good faith. So, Let's take advantage of that. <laughs> so I described to you five different scenarios of what happens in the midst of any circumstance. So my question to you is this. Do you feel identified with any of those scenarios? Are you a complainer? Are you a passive aggressive person? Or you are so idealistic, perhaps? Is that your case? All that I want you to do today, my friend, is to reflect on how do you respond to situations and honestly answer the question, what do you see in the midst of any situation? Do you try to see the positive in the situation or not? You know what the scripture says? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith, and he is the one who makes our faith complete. Always focusing on the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter what, what is your personality, you see. It doesn't matter how do you respond by instinct. It is your reaction. It doesn't matter. When you focus on the Lord Jesus, you are going to handle things in a much better way. It's not just being positive to the situation, but trying to see things from the Lord's perspective. So when we are in the midst of trouble, what is what we say? In God we trust, right? And I know you trust in the Lord. And I know you want to continue trusting in the Lord. But what if we experience difficulties? What if we experience difficulties? You tell me. 
that's a problem, right? It could be a big problem. Do you react over react or do you still continue trusting in the Lord? I want to share with you this particular scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28, section B through 29. Let's read it. We are thankful we should worship God in a way that will please him. We should do this with respect and fear because our God is like a fire that can destroy us. In the midst of all situations, we just need to be thankful. You know, seeing life or focusing on the positive on Jesus, it has to do with understanding the scripture, understanding what's going on, because regardless, we need to be thankful. Of course, you are thinking, Well, I'm not thankful that somebody is doing this to me. I'm not thankful that the economy is in this way. I'm not thankful that my health is a disaster right now. I'm not thankful. I'm sorry, but I cannot be thankful for that. Well, the scripture says we are thankful. We should worship God in a way that will please him. Because honestly, what do you think is easier? To sing songs to the Lord when everything is great and there are no problems? Or to sing songs to the good Lord when we are experiencing difficulties. What's easier? Think about the, an immature little one, a kid. Well, sometimes we react like little kids. Things are not going our way. Oof, we explode. But mature people are aware of what the scripture said. Because it says we should worship to please him. We should do this. With what? Listen, with respect and fear, because our God is like a fire that can destroy us. There are many instances of individuals that got in trouble with the Lord God because they were not willing to be thankful, neither to worship him, but instead, rather, they insulted God and they became awful to the good Lord Almighty, with no respect. That's a big problem for people because he is like fire that can destroy us. Some people just don't know anything about it. So do you think that we obey his word? Honestly, do you think we obey his word? Because most of the time, unfortunately, it's not what we do. Sometimes this scripture tells us things that, oh boy, Hebrews 12, verses 5, section B through 6. My child, don't think the Lord's discipline is worth nothing. And don't stop trying when he corrects you. The Lord disciplines everyone he loves. He punishes everyone he accepts as a child. That is what the Lord does. <laughs> But I'll come back to that scripture, not without first. Inviting you for our next worship service, 263, and on November 7th. The title is Better Late Than Never, but even better on time. I hope that you will be here. Yeah. Well, let me say uh, this to you. We really don't like the discipline, right? I know that. We don't feel like, uh, yeah, Lord, go ahead. Discipline me. But it's what is needed. So when we are in situations where 
We know we didn't do what the Bible says. We did exactly the opposite, and we got into trouble, and the discipline of God comes. Then we will be precisely in the spot that this slide shows us, which is, I'm going to be positive, or am I going to be negative, or neutral, somebody says. <laughs> what about the people around us? It is interesting, but quite often you will find people that they see your circumstance and they actually will push you to be negative. Because there are tons of people that are highly negative in this world. And that is one of the reasons why I really don't like to watch the news. I do get informed about uh, what's going on. Most of the time I do it. Not too deep, because, you know, I don't have time to dig into that. But uh, honestly, most of the time the news are so <laughs> pessimistic and then just exaggerate the incident. And, uh, you know, not that I don't care about what's going on with people. Simply, it's just too much with them. It's one situation after the other, after the other. And then all of a sudden they switch, you know, from all this sadness and confusion and negativity and problems and wow we are about to die and then in a matter of seconds they switch the slide to this other guy who is announcing the the new movie or the new song or the new game and suddenly everybody is happy happy so <laughs> just to me it has no consistency so what is what we do when we have the influence of all these people around us well You know very well, we need to listen only to positive people. What do you do with negative people? You tell me. What do you do with negative people? And you know, I'm, I'm aware that many just enjoy having negative people around. Why? Because it's the, the voice in their heads speaking out loud. Do you understand? Some people like to be near negative people because these other ones that are expressing their views in a negative way actually are saying what the other person is thinking. That sounds sick to me. <laughs> sick. No, my friend. When you are around negative people, you just need to stop listening to them. You can't change people. You can't change some of your relatives. You just can't. What are you going to do about it? But you are going to not listen to them. You need to focus on listening to positive people. I have explained to you here in other episodes, in other studies like this, about how Emotions and feelings produce energy. And how those bad feelings will produce negative energy. Negative people are, are filled with negative energy. It's like, ugh! <laughs> you know? On the other hand, you have people that are positive, that they focus on, on God, on the Lord Jesus Christ. They are reasonable. What they are going to talk is about positive things. 
positive things. Listen to positive people, my friend. Listen to them. I want to tell you a couple of stories in the scripture that will surprise you. One is in John chapter 1, verse 45 and 46. Let's read it. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, We have found the man that Moses wrote about in the law. The prophets wrote about him too. He is Jesus, the son of Joseph. He is from Nazareth. But Nathaniel said to Philip, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip answered, Come and see. Perfect example to what I am saying. In any, in any situation, in any circumstance, wherever you are, it doesn't matter with whom you are or who is around you. It doesn't matter. There are going to be two kinds of people at the end. Those who are going to see it from the positive angle, <laughs> Philip in this case, and those who are going to see it from the negative angle, Nathaniel in this case. So, what do you see? Again, in the midst of your situation, what is what you see? Let me tell you what Philip saw. Philip says, we find the man. We find the one that Moses spoke about it. We find the one that is going to lead us in victory and triumph and save us. The Redeemer. The Anointed One. The Messiah. Now, Nathaniel, very skeptical. He says, uh, can anything good come from Nazareth? Because I don't remember seeing anything like that before. And this is the part which actually is my favorite part of many people that are so knowledgeable about statistics and facts. <laughs> I let them talk, you know. I know what the scripture says about many situations in life. And I try to see life from the biblical standpoint, from God's viewpoint. So I will tell them what the scripture says. Like Philip, we find the man. What is written? Here is what is written. It's happening. I'm going to follow what the scripture says. And then there are going to be some like Nathaniel bringing up facts. Statistics, numbers, like this one. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Because many people are so good to point out what they know is true. It's a fact, statistics. But that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything except in their heads. It's a reason to not believe. It's a reason to be negative. It's a, it's a reason to not going along with the positive side of life. So, my friend, you will find tons of people like Nathaniel all the time. Bringing up facts about your current situation to make you feel like you're not going to make it. To make you feel like you are a lost cause to make you feel that your project is not going to succeed, to make you feel that your family is not going to move forward, 
to make you feel like you're going to die, to make you feel like you, you are not going to get a job. What do you do with people like those? <laughs> Let's continue reading this scripture, okay? John chapter 1, verse 47, 49. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said, This man coming is a true Israelite, one you can trust. Nathanael asked, How do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you when you were under the fig tree, before Philip told you about me. <laughs> Then Nathanael said, Teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. <laughs> oh, my friend. You know, being careful or having reservations is not always a bad thing. But that doesn't mean that we are right. However, all, all of us, we can change our views. Nathaniel was convinced there was no possible that something good could come from Nazareth. Why he said that? Well, he had his reason. But the Lord Jesus stated that he was a true Israelite, someone that you can trust. Here is the interesting part about individuals that sometimes they just say something and the rest are already upset with that person because they say, you are so negative. Well, you know, he wasn't necessarily being negative. He was bringing up a fact. Probably he had reservations. You know, I told you about my problem. Sometimes I trust too much. I think it's a good thing to have reservations. What I can tell about this situation is that, in fact, Nathaniel came with Philip to meet Jesus. So what, what, what do you think that means? Although he had reservations, he went. And that's what I say to people that come to eat with me in my home. They see my plate. They ask me what is what I have cooked. And I said, this and that. And then I asked them, would you like to try it at least? <laughs> at least try it. If you don't like it, I understand. But how can you say no to something when you have not even tried? I'm talking about good things, of course. I'm not talking about drugs or doing something illegal or you know, horrible, uh, nasty sexual stuff there, okay? Just saying. No, I'm talking about things that are good in life. You, you have to be open to try at least. The, the thing about Nathaniel is that he was a person that people could trust him. You know, quite often, individuals that are very trustworthy, are so straightforward that they scared the rest because they are too honest. So even with them, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt because you just don't know. The truth is we all can change our views. You see that? It's important to work with people. It's important to be flexible because you never know what exactly somebody will do in, in any given situation. You understand? Let me give you another example. Luke chapter 19, verses 6 and 7. Zacchaeus hurried and came down. He wasn't the tree, you know. The Lord Jesus told him to come. 
So he was happy to have Jesus in his house. Everyone saw this. They began to complain. <laughs> Look at the kind of man Jesus is staying with. Zacchaeus is a sinner. <laughs> He's a sinner, right? Well, certainly there are bad individuals everywhere. Would you judge them? What would Jesus do? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves all the time. Because, again, if you are too naive and you just want to be so positive and believe that everyone is going to be good, you know, it's a risk. So you have, it's okay to have reservations about things. But on the other hand, sometimes we judge too quickly about people. And we need to give them the benefit of the doubt as well. Because the example here is that in this particular case, Zacchaeus had the opportunity to show who he really was. And what is what he says? You know, Luke 19.8. Zacchaeus said to the Lord, I want to do good. I will give half of my money to the poor. If I have cheated anyone, I will pay them back four times more. And then the answer in verse 9, the Lord Jesus said, Today is the day for this family to be saved from sin. Yes, even this tax collector is one of God's chosen people. Even him. Because salvation, forgiveness is available for everyone, no matter what is what we do or we have done in the past. You know? After all, my friends, we all have made mistakes. We all have sinned. I don't know anyone with a perfect life. I don't have a perfect life. I very easily can tell you the list of my mistakes and wrongdoings throughout my life. And if you are honest, you will do the same. You will say, <laughs> you don't want to go there. Is way too long. That list is way too long. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. But this is what amazes me about the Lord Jesus. You know what he says in chapter 19 and verse 10? I have come to find lost people and save them. That is his goal. To find lost people and save them. And that is why we continue reaching out every day. Let me make a little advertising here, if you allow me. <laughs> we release videos every day. We release Bible scriptures most every day, also on social media. We release podcasts. We release Bible lessons. We release music. We release all kind of good stuff online. At this point, we have near 70,000 views per month of all our videos among all platforms. Years ago, when we started broadcasting, I remember that I received my first reports and I was pretty impressed when the first month we got near 100 views in one of the videos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 100 views, that's great. Imagine where, where we are now, years later. But what is the objective of what we do, my friends? 
my dear viewer and listener, what do you think is our goal? Our goal is to tell you that Jesus, like the scripture says, he has come to find lost people and save them. That is his goal. Find the lost people to save them. And how do we find them? Because today we cannot go knocking at doors. Excuse me, sir, can I talk to you about God? Boom. <laughs> In the store. Excuse me, ma'am. I would like to talk to you about the Lord for a moment. Is that okay with you? <laughs> Harassment. <laughs> Things have changed in this world. And we are working what we do because the Lord God is telling us this is what you need to do. Friends, 50% of our church members stop coming to the worship service so far. 50%. Statistics that I have read indicate that Years ago, in the 19s, in the 1900s, Americans were attending among all citizens that in, in the country, near 70% of them, they were attending regularly to church. Every five years, this number is changing and decreasing. Today, we are near 40% in America. And of course, you will say, well, of course, the bye-bye. Now, it has nothing to do with the mask. The mask is just another reason for people to say, I'm done with the church thing. Well, that is sad for me. But on the other hand, again, what do you see with a glass of water? I see it as an opportunity. Because the opportunity for me now is that we are going to concentrate and focused on doing all this work that we do to provide to everybody, including you, my friend, different tools, different materials. So you can, in the comfort of your home, whenever you are available, simply watch and enjoy. And you can do it from your home, from your car, from a hotel. It doesn't matter. With a little phone. Or a big smart TV. It doesn't matter. Because what we want you to know is that the Lord Jesus has one goal in mind. Is to find lost people. To save them. Yes. And that is God's heart. And I want you to know that's my heart. To find lost people. To save them. That is my desire. And everyone else here in the church with me, and many of you viewers that are helping us financially to do this, you, you feel the same. You say, yeah, I want to find people that are lost and save them. Why? Because we will be focusing on the positive. And what is the outcome of that? Well, the Lord will bless me for that. Will you say that with me? I will focus on the positive. The Lord will bless me for that. Yes. So my friend, are you ready to start a new life today? Maybe this is the day for you to make some declarations of faith. Do you know that in order to be saved, the only requirement is to believe? 
Romans chapter 10, verse 9 declares that. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. So I invite you today. Say this prayer with me. Are you ready? Let's say it. Dear God, I need your help. Sometimes I'm not focusing on what is right. Please forgive me that I am used to see the negative and think about the negative constantly. Please change me. Please, Lord, help me. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life in people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. Do you realize, my friend, that all this begins on the cross? Thanks to the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. What if you say with me these words? I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of Jesus, in the name of my church, Victory Church, my family, my staff, my church members, we say to you, have a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.